Amen. Amen. Turn your Bible with me to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Now I'm going to read from verses 24. Verse 24 to 29. Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 24 to 29. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel, see that ye refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. Verse 26, Whose voice then shook the earth? But now he had promised, saying, Yet once more, I will shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word, yet once more, signified the removing of those things that are shaken, as of those things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be removed, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Praise the Lord. Amen. God has been taking us through a series titled The Nature of God. Now, you know, if somebody asks you, well, what does your God look like? Well, if you look at this nature, if you are able to tell what your God looks like, what it looks like, we are looking at some of the nature of God. I remember in those days growing up, we'll be asking different questions. Who is the father of God? Who is his mother? You know, where, you know, who, 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 who was the person that gave birth to his father? You know, who was their great, great grandfather and so on? We begin to also ask and say, where does he live? Where is he? Is he tall? Is he short? What color is God? Is God white? Is God black? Is God brown? God is a spirit. God is a spirit. God doesn't have a father. God doesn't have a mother. He's the almighty God. He created everything in heaven and on earth. He existed even before the war started. He existed before the heaven started. Ask me where he, where he, where he existed, I don't know. But that is that he existed even before he created the heavens and the earth. So he's God all by himself. There's none before him. There will be none after him. He has no beginning. He has no end. He's the almighty God. Now, God decided in his power, in his wisdom, to form a creature called man, like me. And he said, let us make man in our own image. So what that tells us is that I bear the image of God. You bear the image of God. Now, whatever is not permitted in God should not be permitted in your life. Whatever is not permitted in the tabernacle of God should not be permitted in your own tabernacle. Now, why? Because we bear the image of God. 
But then the author of the book of Hebrews, while he was beginning to, you know, uh, the, you know, chapter 12 of Hebrew, it's more or less like a follow-up to chapter 11. Chapter 11, you know, is an archive of, of faith. It tells us about the exploit of faith, how the simple faith of somebody like Rahab, you know, saved her and enlisted her name in the lineage of Jesus, a prostitute. So that means what that tells us is that it doesn't matter what your life looks like right now. God can change your situation if you allow Jesus into your life. He can give you a brand new beginning. Now, in chapter 12, the author then begins to talk to us about this God. And he begins to tell us that, you see, if, um, if God speaks through a servant, and yet, you know, some, you know, disobeyed and did not obey, and they were joy. You say, how much more the one that speaks from heaven? Now, he says something in verse 28. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. What that tells us is that the nature of this God is fire. God is a consuming fire. That is nature number four. Is a consuming fire. Now, fire is one of the attributes of the Almighty God. It was one of his attributes. In fact, he is fire personified. He dwells in fire. He manifests through fire. When his glory appears, you know, you see fire appears. Now, the Bible gave us a vivid description of what this consuming fire looked like. Uh, first in the book of Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3, verse 2. And I need another volunteer to read for us quickly. Exodus 24, verse 16 to 18. Exodus 24, 16 to 18. But I will read Exodus 3, verses 2 first. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a, in a flame of fire. So the angel was inside the fire. Angel. He was inside the fire. He could not be consumed. Why? Because he represented God. Out of the midst of a, of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire. And the bush was not consumed. That was God himself. So God is fire himself. He created fire. His nature is fire. He manifests through fire. He, you know, that's why the Bible says that he makes his, you know, his angels, you know, their ministering spirit and his minister, a flaming fire. So God manifests in fire. He is fire himself. He's the one that created fire. Now go ahead. Exodus 24, 16 to 18. And the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai. And the cloud covered the day. And the seventh day. And the glory of the Lord abode upon Amen. Mount Sinai. Amen. Thank you. Mommy's already reading. Okay, oh. Mommy, they are okay. not hearing you. Oh. The glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai. And the cloud covered its sixth day. And the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like devouring fire. It was like devouring fire. You know, it is the sight of a devouring fire. 
the fire that we see, or like the one we hear, you know, in news regarding the one of the provinces here in this nation, BC, that's not the kind of fire we are talking about. The devouring fire, the devouring fire. That's not the kind of fire we are talking about here. Now, devouring fire, you see, you don't really, you know, it's like, um, you know, something that evolved. It just evolved again and again and again and again. Go ahead. Like devouring fire on the top of the mountain, in the height of the children of Israel. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud, and got him up into the mountain, mount. And Moses was in the month 40 days and 40 nights. So that means Moses was brought inside the fire and he did not die. Moses entered inside that fire too, but he did not die. So that's why Moses became like, you know, you know, you know, he became God. He's not even like, he, he, he became God here on earth. He said it. He said, I've made you God unto Pharaoh. Now, brethren, this nature of God Fire goeth before him, the scripture tells us, and consume his enemies. Now, God bears the nature of fire. He also has reserved fire for disobedient children. But it is not his way. Now, this kind of fire is not the fire, you know, that, that, that ends. This is unquenchable fire. The fire burns, and that fire is in hell. Now, that is not where God wants anybody to go to. That's why he said, I don't desire that anybody perish. So whether we like it or not, whether we come to this truth now as a believer or not, God is a consuming fire. And when he manifests in fire, you know, the fire burns. Not only will the fire burn whatever sickness may be in your body, it can manifest in fire you know, in a negative way and in a good way. But my prayer is that God will manifest in fire in a glorious way in your life in the name of Jesus. His fire will rest upon you wherever you may be right now and burn away every form of sickness in your life in the name of Jesus. That fire of the Holy Ghost will rest upon you in the name of Jesus. We saw that in Acts chapter 2. The fire as they were praying, there was a cloven tongue, so there was like small, small fire that was resting. That fire was coming from the, tar the tabernacle of God in heaven. And so, now, if we know that this God is a consuming fire, then what kind of people are we supposed to be? Verse 28 tells us, you must serve him with, with, with reverence, reverential fear. We must serve him. Don't serve him anyhow. He's a God of grace. He's a God of love. He's a God of mercy. But he's also a God of fire. He consumes like white fire. And that's why the fire could not burn the children of us, you know, the, the three blue boys. Why? Because he was, he, he himself is fire. So it's like fire come, you know, the, the fire that man made, and he himself is fire. And that's why the fire could do them nothing. Brethren, now that you know this nature of God, what kind of people are you supposed to be? We must serve him in fear. We must serve him in great reverence. You must not toy with this God. It is not to instill fear into your heart, no. But the truth is that the God, the word that he has put in my mind must be preached. Is that God is a consuming fire. We know him so much about God of love. But at the same time, he also consumes. And that's why when Jesus comes, you see those that refuse to accept him, 
those ones will then begin to face a little bit of his fire because there will be great tribulation. That is just even a starting point. And then finally, you know, they will head back to hell. That is not your testimony. That is not my testimony in Jesus' name. My prayer is that in these seven days, God will manifest his fire and it will be for your own good in the mighty name of Jesus. It will go to the camp of your enemy and consume whatever thing they might have tied down with your name or with your destiny in the name of Jesus. Anywhere, your, whatever belongs to you have been tied down, the fire of God will go right now and begin to consume them and release that which belongs to you. The fire of God will not burn in a negative way in our life in the name of Jesus. We saw that in Leviticus 10, where the children of Aaron, they saw the fire of God. That our children will not experience God's fire in a negative way. I want you to bow down your head this morning. You are going to pray. You are going to lift up your voices this morning. Now, you are going to say, Father, we thank you for surrounding us and our household with your consuming fire. Go ahead and make that your prayer of thanksgiving this morning. Father, I thank you for surrounding me and my household with your consuming fire. That's why the enemy could not touch you, my brother. That's why the enemy could not touch your children, could not touch your wife, could not touch your household, could not touch your property. Say, Father, I bless your name for surrounding my household. Anywhere believers are, the presence of God is there. And that presence of God is fire. Say, Lord, I praise your name. I thank you for surrounding me and my household with your consuming fire. Go ahead and praise him. Thank him for bringing his word to you this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, we are free. You have three more prayers to pray. Now, I want you to unmute your devices, uh, even as we pray this second one, and then the remaining two, you are going to mute your device. But this one, mute your devices. You are going to pray and say, Father, Father, you are the consuming fire. Please empower me to serve you acceptably. With great reverence and fear for you. Go ahead and make that prayer this morning. You need to pray that prayer. You need to pray that prayer. That's why to whom much much is given, much is expected. The prayer say, Father, empower me to serve you acceptably with great fear, with great trembling. In the name of Jesus, trembling at his word, not trivializing his word, not trivializing his presence, not toying with this God. Say, Father, this morning, in the name of Jesus, empower me to serve you acceptably. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Now you can mute your devices. The remaining two prayer points goes like this. You are going to say, Father, whatever I will do that will trigger your fire in a negative way in my life or in my family, please don't let me do it. Go ahead and make that your prayer this morning. Whatever I will do, whatever any member of my household will do, that will trigger your fire in a negative way. Please don't let us do it, Lord. Please don't let us do it, Lord. Please don't let us do it, Lord. Whatever we do as a church that may trigger your fire in a negative way, this morning, Lord, we stand in all of you. Don't let us do it, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. And your, next, your last prayer, you are going to say, Father, I praise you for making me a living fire. 
as I go out today, as I praise you in these seven days, make me a living fire. Make our children a living fire. Make our men a living fire. Make our women a living fire. In the name of Jesus, make all members of Jesus as a living fire. Then add your partner petition this morning. Now add your partner. Now, if you are here this morning, you are not born again. You have not come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. You have not accepted him into your heart as your Lord and Savior. You have not confessed him with your mouth that he is Lord. I want you to know that Jesus Christ is a consuming fire. He loves you. He cares for you. He doesn't want you to go to hell. You have opportunity this morning to invite him into your heart. Are you here this morning? You may, I may not see you, but you can see me. I want you to raise up your right hand and say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. Have mercy on me. Cleanse me from my sins. Write my name in the book of life. Fill me with the Holy Ghost that I may walk before you in fear and in trembling. Lord Jesus, as from today, Lord Jesus, empower me to walk before you and be perfect and keep me to the end and make me a living fire for you in Jesus' name. Father, this morning I pray for as many that have prayed this prayer. Forgive them their sins. Write their name in the book of life. In Jesus' most powerful name, we are praying. Now take one minute, ask the Lord, what do you want him to do for you as you go out today? What do you desire in your heart that the Lord do for you? Pour out your heart. To this evening, we'll be coming back between 6 and 7 to praise God. Tell the Lord what you desire that he will do. Tell him, tell him this morning, tell him this morning. Jesus, most powerful name, we have prayed. I want you to stretch forth your hand, consuming fire. I bless your name this morning. You are teaching us to know that though you are a loving God, a caring God, a merciful God, a God that is full of grace and compassion, but at the same time, you're also a consuming fire. That means you don't want us to toy with you. You don't want us to take you for granted. You don't want us to play even with your name or to play with your word or, or, or to refuse to tremble at your presence. This morning, Father, we have come to this understanding. Holy Spirit, I pray, let this word mix with faith in our heart. Let this word, Lord, let it cause each one of us to walk before you in reverential fear. Let it cause each one of us to walk before you in an acceptable way. In the name of Jesus, Lord, in all that we do, help us to fear you. Lord, I pray this morning, let your children, Lord, let each one of them become living fire. In the name of Jesus, let your fire avail for your children this morning and their household and for your church. Lord, I pray none of us, let no one in Jesus' house here and those that are not here, let no one experience your fire in a negative way. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Shout a big hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to thank God for your life, brother. Walk in the fear of the Lord as you go out today. Join us this evening. Yesterday was great. Today is going to be greater. So join us this evening, 6 to 7, to praise God. 
Come and offer praises unto God, and we know greater miracles is going to happen even today. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Give it to your neighbor. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen.